So the big question is this. How are gigging musicians like us, who don't make any money streaming, who are spending money from our own pockets, how do we treat our music careers as online businesses in a way that lets us get our music and the things we believe in out to the world, yet still remain profitable? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Jared Judge, and welcome to the Gigging Musician Podcast. What's up, musicians? It's Jared, and today I wanted to talk about when it's okay to say no as a musician. So uh, before we dive in, this episode is brought to you by BookLive Pro. It's a software tool that helps band leaders book and organize more gigs while spending less time on the frustrations of the admin work. Get your free two-week trial at booklivepro.com. All right, so... Um, you know, I, I run a gigging musicians Facebook group, and one of the posts recently that had got a lot of traction to it was when I asked the question, when is it okay to say no as a gigging musician? And I got a ton of answers, and they were super cool, because I think in general, and let me know if you feel this way too, but in general, musicians feel like we get taken advantage of quite a lot. I know that I feel that way too, and... I'm not sure why. I mean, I have a couple of theories as to why. But, you know, some of the ways that I feel taken advantage of is that sometimes I don't get paid what I'm worth, or sometimes I'm asked to do too much or too many things uh, where I'm not compensated fairly, or I'm asked to play songs or music that I don't really want to, or even asked to do things that are not related to my passion, not related to music. And in general, I think some of the reasons why we get, I don't know, pushed around so much is because of our passion for our art. And it's a two-edged sword because I am an incredibly passionate musician. I've been one ever since I learned what a violin was back when I was like four years old. And I love music so much that I have been willing to sacrifice certain things to pursue my art at, at various levels. You know, as a kid, I sacrificed doing sports so that I could take music lessons. In college, I sacrificed my interests in becoming an electrical engineer or studying French so that I could take music classes and ensembles. I even sacrificed sleep so that I could get up early to go to marching band rehearsal. And I was happy to do that because it truly is my passion and I wanted to pursue it, and that was how I did it. So I feel like that's honestly a a big reason why we get taken advantage of is because we are so willing to sacrifice the things that we need in order to uh, do something musical. And so as I was browsing through those responses to my question on the Facebook group, I noticed that the things that people were mentioning when it's okay to say no were they were all across the board and they were all kind of related to things that people I guess have have not been consistent about saying no to in the past for example you know one of them said it's okay to say no if the gig is more than two hours away from from where you're located another person said it's okay to say no if a bar asks you to play for free uh, just we'll give you a percentage of the door or tips and so the theme there is that it's each person has their own definition of what is too much to be asked to do. 
You know, this is very much related to the what are you worth question. And it is my personal belief and the belief of many of the musicians I work with is that what we do as musicians is incredibly valuable. It's much more valuable than we, we even think because ultimately entertainment is an incredibly valuable human experience. It's undervalued and you know we need to do our best to establish it as a more valuable thing in people's minds, particularly those who are not musicians because I think as, as musicians, we know that it's valuable. It's just hard to convince others that it is because we don't have the tools to convince people. And honestly, learning to say no is one of those tools. It's a very important tool because if we were to think about it less in terms of this is art and instead this is a service we're providing, you know, if you compared Instead of thinking about it like selling music, if we were to think about it as selling a plumbing service, which, you know, d don't, don't knock me for comparing it to plumbing. I'm not saying that art is plumbing. But a plumber, when a plumber comes out to your house to fix, I don't know, a toilet or something, and then the client asks the plumber, like, hey, thanks for fixing the, plumber, the, uh, the toilet for $50. Would you also fix my shower? I'm not going to pay you any extra, but you're already here and you love fixing pipes so this should be fun for you you know <laughs> think about that if you were asked that as a as a musician i mean we get asked that as a musician all the time you already are here doing one thing do another thing for free because you love doing it right it's not a job to you and while yes that's true i do have the passion for music but the perception that my service is not worth anything you don't have to pay me for adding on an extra service is completely wrong. That plumber would laugh right in your face and you know, you pro they probably wouldn't agree to work with you in the future. So it's okay to say no to anything that you're not comfortable doing. And I think you have to be, even myself, I need to be better about that. And so actually a story that happened today, um, I have a wedding booked in September. It's for a string quartet for a ceremony and the way that I establish my offer stack for ceremonies, and if you don't know what an offer stack is, find the podcast from a few weeks ago about offer stack. But my offer stack includes up to 90 minutes of wedding ceremony music. And so that is a clearly defined boundary. And I actually have to be even more specific about that is that that 90 minutes can only be used in the same exact location, meaning the same four chairs that we're already sitting in as our string quartet. You can have up to 90 minutes of music there. And so I had a wedding planner today talk to me about this wedding in September, saying, well, we know we get up to 90 minutes of music. The couple is having a miniature reception for their immediate family that's in another room that is for about a half hour outside of their 30 minute ceremony. So being that you're already doing their ceremony music and we get up to 90 minutes of music, we're only gonna use 30 or 60. Will you guys play that extra half hour for free? And this to me, even as I'm saying it out loud now, sounds more and more like that plumber story. You know, you're already fixing my toilet, come fix my shower too. And so I had a conversation with this wedding planner saying, 
here's the reason why our ceremony pricing includes up to 90 minutes of music. It's that, you know, going, playing a ceremony requires a very different skill set than playing a cocktail hour. Plus, you're now asking us to also move locations, which means packing up our instruments back into their cases, bringing an extra set of music, worrying about any other performance conditions, plus the extra time now that we're, we're spending playing that music that's a different skill set than the ceremony. And so I, I mentioned we have an additional fee for that, but I have to stick to our, our boundary that a ceremony needs to be performed in the ceremony location and additional services need to be charged for. I initially got a little bit of pushback and I, I honestly felt a little uncomfortable sticking to my guns because my instinct was to kind of cave to it. And I know this wedding planner didn't intend on making me feel that way. But as a musician where this is my passion, but I'm also making a living doing it, it just, there's two competing ideas inside my mind. And I know that I will be happier and I will make a better living if I stick to my guns about that and say no to certain things. And so I did. And I even had to explain to her, you know, what the boundaries are with the ceremony space and the 90 minute limit, what that gets. And then I, when I got pushed back from her, I had to explain to her, you know, as a musician, we get taken advantage of all the time. And that's why I've implemented these boundaries where I do have to say no to certain things. And as a result, that's why we are Wisconsin's top ceremony string quartet. And I explained it to her. She understood and said she'll let the client know and... If it works for the client's budget, they'll add it on. If not, no harm done. But at least I set a precedent and a, a boundary, which means this wedding planner will understand that every single additional service I do is valuable. And for you as the listener, if that happens to you too, this should give you permission to say no to things that you get asked to do that are just outside of the scope or outside of what you're being paid to do. You don't have to say yes to everything. And in fact, it's not to your advantage to say yes to everything. <sighs> Understand that you have value and I'm here to, to go to bat for you too. And I hope that this story perhaps inspires you to just think about what you're worth and say no to things that don't match with that. So I'm getting off my high horse. Thanks for listening. Um, and if you're interested in getting your free two-week trial of BookLive Pro, go to booklivepro.com. And uh, just one quick hint that I will be releasing my book, Gigging Secrets, in just a few short weeks here. I'm going to start talking up a little bit more. Um, Gigging Secrets is a book that you'll be able to buy online. I can't share the link just yet, but it'll be a, a book. It won't cost that much. And in it, I'm revealing 23 secrets, my step-by-step -step framework that I used to build Dream City Strings from nothing while I was in grad school into a group that books over $150,000 worth of gigs every single year and how you can do that yourself too. So I hope that gets you excited about it. If you enjoyed this podcast, make sure to like and subscribe to it. And let me know what you thought about this episode. You can shoot me an email. My email is jared, J-A-R-E-D, at booklive.com. See you on the next Gigging Musician podcast, and may all your performances be spectacular. 
Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Gigging Musician Podcast. If you like this episode, then please take a screenshot on your phone and tag me and post on Instagram, letting me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you would like to hear in future episodes. That will help me serve you better. Also, I would love to invite you to my upcoming five-day full-time music challenge. Just give me five short days and I will show you a step-by-step plan to make real consistent income with your music. It's totally free and you can register on fulltimemusicchallenge.com. That's fulltime, one word, no dash in between, fulltimemusicchallenge.com. Thanks again and I hope to see you in my next challenge.